What happens in between is all about the awkward middle phase of entrepreneurship. You know, after you've taken your first steps, but before you can live off your passion. Join me, Athena, as I learn from other emerging creators about the tactical and emotional methods they use to keep moving forward after the initial excitement of following your dreams meets the reality of following your dreams. Let's get into it. Hey, just a quick heads up. Towards the end of the episode, there is a lot of background noise because Maurice's daughter sort of wanted to be a part of the interview. So it's pretty cute, but it's certainly noise. Great. Okay. Today on What Happens In Between, I have Maurice St. Rose, who is a nine-time award-winning barber and an educator and ambassador, and I'm sure so much else. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good, 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 good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Can I have a little bit of background? On background. You? All right, here's the background. Um, I moved to Victoria, BC from Calgary, where I was born and raised. Um, I came in 2007, I believe. Yeah, it's 2007, came to play football, started cutting hair in the locker rooms, um, kitchens and all that, and then Kept going with it just on the side, didn't think anything of it. Um, I have a degree in social work that I got in Calgary. Don't really use that much anymore, but hey, <laughs> got one. And then, yeah, just I was a painter for a long time. I was working all odd end jobs, delivering shingles and all this, but I really thought I was going to be a painter, an exterior painter for life. And I was like, oh, that's an easy job on the island. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I can do that. And then, one day I painted a 32 color house and I was like, no, I'm not painting no more. Yeah. And then I walked into our local black barber shop and then was like, I think I cut hair. And then three days of apprenticing, I was live on the floor and then pretty much just giving out cards and walking all downtown, just trying to find anybody to come get a haircut. Mm-hmm. And then now, what is it? Eight years later, I'm fully booked out, I guess, what? six to seven weeks in advance, um, teaching. Um, I got free clippers. So I got my whole goal was to get free clippers. I, I was tired of paying for clippers. So I got free clippers with Kingdom Beauty. And so now, yeah, I just teach with Kingdom Beauty, teach by myself, and then looking to put other barbers onto teaching now. So that's that's the new, the new goal right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what... I guess what has, what attracted you to hair and like cutting hair? Um, It was, I just was the only one that came to Victoria with my clippers. And then obviously growing up as kids, we never really went to the barbershop. We always had our cousins cutting their hair or everything. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually the worst barber in my entire family, (laughs) 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 which is funny to say, but like there is like my cousin Rowan, my cousin Mikhail, way better than me, way, way better than me. But I would just kind of stuck with it. Um, but yeah, so I was just cutting hair. We've always done it. It wasn't anything new. My mom used to cut my hair growing up, put all the designs in it, do all that. So like, it was just something that was always around. I think my mom got me my first clippers at like 12. So I think it's always been going on and I've never, it was always a hobby. It wasn't yeah. anything that I thought I would make a career with. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so in that initial phase, when you first got a, uh your job cutting hair yeah and you were like passing out cards just trying to get anyone to come in uh on an emotional level like how did you just keep 
going? On an emotional, it, honestly, for me, it was like, all right, if you can cut maybe six heads one day, mm-hmm. can I get seven heads the next day? Mm-hmm. Can I get eight heads the next day? And it was always trying to be like, all right, let me do one better. Let me just keep trying to get one more person in and see what can happen. And just and for me, it was always a drive. I'm very competitive that way since mm-hmm. playing football. And it was always kind of like, all right, what can I do to one up myself? Yeah. And so I just kept always trying to always do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, that's just how I've always been. Just competitive with myself. Cool. Interesting. Did you have uh, any sort of long-term vision for for being a barber? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, I literally went into it being like, all right, what else? this is just another job to me. Let me see what could possibly happen. Yeah. And then it was like my second year of cutting full-time. Mm-hmm. I went to a competition in Vancouver where I actually won the shirt, so I'm wearing <laughs> it today. Um, I forgot about it, but yeah, I went to a barber, like, I didn't even know anything about it. I was like, all right, so there's a competition for cutting hair. Let's mm-hmm. go see what happens. I ended up winning two awards there, and I was like, you can win awards for cutting hair? All right, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I jumped right in after that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was, I never thought I would do this ever for a lifetime. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I first, no, this was just something to do while I passed time. Because at first I wasn't making any money. In real life, I was doing maybe four to six people at $20 a head. But at commission rate, you're only getting $10 a head. Mm-hmm. So $60 a day wasn't really a lot of money back then. So. Sure. But yeah, no, never thought, no, never yeah. had any. So was it was it after that competition that you were like, oh... Okay. Oh yeah, right. Right after the competition, I was like, "I've there was there's a barber culture that ah. was that's been around for years and years, way before I even got into it, that I never knew about." Mm. And so there was, it's just like it's honestly like a brotherhood of networking. Yeah. Of you can go anywhere around the world, and if you cut a certain way and understand hair like a certain person, and you keep bouncing ideas off of them. Mm-hmm the world opens up to you. And then that's when I really started, I guess, Scott Ramos, a barber in, Van- in Winnipeg, actually, that was working in Montreal. I did one of his classes in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And he just like, don't stop the opportunity. Wherever it takes you, just let it take you. And then from then I went and did a competition in Detroit. And that's when I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Barbering is crazy. I yeah. love this thing. I'm going to keep doing it. And so, yeah, that was like, I didn't win anything in Detroit. Like, I was the worst barber ever there. But I was like, yeah, let me go try it. Yeah. Um, I ended up finishing one of my models in the bathroom because it was a, I didn't even like the haircut. Wow. Are we allowed to swear on here? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, okay. It was a shit haircut. And then I was like, you know what? Let me go fix this. So I sent, like, in the bathroom fixing. Everyone kept coming in, taking pictures. Now they're like, oh, you're actually a barber. I'm like, yeah, I can't let that just walk out. And then... Um, one of the like I want to say pretty much a top barber in our industry right now is Edub that dude I don't even know his real name but he came and he was like are you actually trying to finish this in the bathroom with no light I'm like yeah he's like all right let me watch he taught me a couple things and then he does a certain technique with a detachable fade he was like here try this try this 
And then after I went and got scissors, and I was like, all right, so this is all I need? He's like, this is all you need. Yeah. And I, like, I started doing exactly what he said, and I'm like, oh, wow, all right. So people just look out for you in the industry, so it's beautiful. Yeah, that's so interesting because um, when I think of barber shops, I think of definitely the culture of, like, the neighborhood that is around the barbershop, but I would never think of it as a um like pod it's an, like a full it's an network. international yeah. it's a worldly thing like um i started a straight razor company i think four years ago four or five years ago and at first i thought i was just going to make some straight razors for the guys around bc maybe in victoria and vancouver that's it we'll see mm-hmm. um my business partner was like he's a marketing guy he's the online marketing he does that under i don't understand that he does all that all of a sudden we had straight razors around the world yeah and then it was just like what do you mean like people around the world kind of want to straight all right all right what is so it's just crazy how big the barbering community is and with social media nowadays Mm -hmm. it's opened up the door you can learn and yeah so social media is great i love it i'm (laughs) bad at it but i love it (laughs) incredible so you mentioned the straight razor company which i uh had whatever i do my little like stalking research so that (laughs) make interesting questions um (laughs) um, and i'm really curious as to at what point were you at where you're like okay i think i i can like it's it's kind of like scaling honestly because yeah. being a barber is obviously it's you but then yeah. making this straight razor company is a little bit scaling you um exactly so for me the straight razor that we like first started with mm-hmm. was to do complete shaves like com- that's what i fell in love with once i learned how to straight razor shave mm-hmm. i was like whoa and then like i was one of i guess when I first started straight razor in Victoria, I was one of like four people that were doing it. So that was kind of how I got my uniqueness in the shop where it was like, you can get a straight shave from, from Mo if you want to. And they're like, a straight shave, like the old school. I'm like, yeah, apparently. So yeah, this one guy from Vegas, Terrell, I love him to pieces. He's like, just shave my face, man. I'm like, man, I've never done this before. He's like, just do it. I was like, all right. So I shaved him and then I got a customized straight razor from ANA straight razors, but it was garbage. It was like a man, he hand carved a barber pole in it, beautiful, but uh-huh. it was just like, all right, if he's doing that by hand, and I know the world of today where you can CNC machine and you can do all these laser engravings and all this. Right. I was like, all right, well, let me, one of my clients, Big Red, he had a uh, laser printer and a CNC machine. At first, we were making them by hand, though. Like, these were, I was carving them out, sanding them down, wet sanding, putting them together. I was like, no, I'm not that type of guy. I got a child. We need to streamline this. And so my partner was like, all right, who do you know with this? I'm like, oh, this guy. He's like, all right, cool. Then we started laser printing, and that's when we got big. Because then you could do, what was it? We were doing 50 straight razors cut out engraved in like i think 16 hours or something Mm -hmm. so instead of it taking how what was it taking it was taking like a week that was taking 10 days per razor at one point right and then we were able to streamline it to get like real orders in Mm -hmm. 
And then my business partner went all in. We got a laser printer and then we just didn't have the CNC, but the laser printer. And then it was like, all right, what can't we do? Right. And then there was like, uh, I guess the font.com that had JPEGs of any font you really wanted. Mm-hmm. So we just took that, put it in the program. Boom. Now we can have any, technically any design you want in a straight razor. And then we got into like, there was a new way to plate gold onto uh shirt razor blade holders and then we did that one and then we got into the matte finishes and we got into the little half blade the broken blade holders and then it just got way too crazy and i was like man <laughs> we're, what are we doing are we like really a straight razor company right now and then it just got so big that we're just like yeah, we're good we're done and we kind of just stopped doing it <laughs> so we're just like all right i guess and then china came and everyone started offering the same shirt razor right cheaper 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 we still got orders, but we're just like, like we don't really got time to be doing the orders anymore. Yeah. But yeah, so no, it's, it was a fun project, really. It was just a little side project to do. Mm-hmm. So was it, was it built more out of curiosity than like looking for another form of, like another stream yeah, this, of income? This wasn't for a stream of income. This was like, oh. hey, have you ever made a straight razor before? I was like... No, but like I use one every day, so why don't we go try and make one? Like, so the thing for me is in a barbershop, you want to keep your cost as low as possible. Uh-huh. So I was like, if I can save money on my blades and stray razor, and I can help all my friends in the same time, mm-hmm. and I might make like $10, cool. All right, let's try this. Yeah. And then it just got to a point where it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This, there's a whole line of this. And that's when, like, I realized with, like, the Damascus steel, like, if you can get one of those and you put them in a wood handle, mm-hmm. that's all you need to do. You sell yeah. 10 of those, that's, like, selling 100 of the regular ones. So it's just like, oh, okay, it's simple now. Now I know what to do, so I'll do it. Hmm. Um, so are you at a place, are you looking for new streams of income or did you like reach a point where you're like, okay, cutting heads is like not enough. Um, I, it's just that I get bored. It's not that I, I need, mm. I don't need any more streams of income. I've, I've pretty much got it down to a science where mm-hmm. if I can do 49 cuts a week mm-hmm. at uh, $50 a cut, um, I will live a very comfortable life yeah. with working 48 weeks a year. Yeah. And that's all I need. I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on top of it, I have product sales and then I just teach my classes on the side. So there's always extra coming in and I always, it's like, I enjoy doing projects to see what else I can do. Right. But yeah, there's never a need for more. Very interesting. I love, I love to quantify the ethereal personally. Um, yes, talk to me. Yes. <laughs> so I would love to know how you came to this this um, formula, right? Where you know how much you need, how many weeks you need to work. Because I recently, or slightly less recently, but I did this little like Excel spreadsheet, and I was like, okay, here's every possible like monthly expense I could have, like not that is needed, but just like. Yeah yeah, I want to take private Muay Thai classes. Yeah, I want to X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. And I saw what my like annual income would need to be in order to 
to live the lifestyle you want. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's actually not that much. Like I put my wildest dreams on here and it's like really not that much, which is yeah. always surprising. And I, I don't know where we get this concept that we need like millions and millions. We yeah, don't. like you don't, you really don't. And for me, my number, it might be kind of crazy, but I have a little bit of a shoe addiction. Mm-hmm. So as long as I make a hundred, well, I never thought I would ever do this, but I made a hundred and fifty thousand dollars cutting hair. Incredible. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm living <laughs> comfortable off of that. Like you yeah. don't need that much money. Uh-huh. And then it just got to a point where like, I'm good. Anything over literally 75 is all you need. Right. And for us in our tax brackets in Canada, like it always shifts. So I'm trying to get incorporated now because I just spend so much in taxes because I never, uh-huh. they don't teach you this in school, but they need to. But once you're a self uh, entrepreneur yeah. and you get a little bit past, I think ours is like 85, mm-hmm. you're paying 40% in taxes. Wow. So off the top, half your day is gone to the government. Yeah. Unless you do this thing called incorporating for $200 online, mm-hmm. you're down to 13%. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay i'll do that that. (laughs) just like that it literally is online a little form and then boom you you set your money and you pay yourself dividends it's just a way to whatever cool and you save that much money all right i'll do that Mm -hmm. so that's the new thing is getting incorporated but then under corporation i could do more business ventures i never knew i could do that so i'm like oh what's next under the corporation now so that's the next goal is like to see what I can do, build a corporation up to be now. Yeah, that's very cool. It's like you're uh, you're so curious. I- <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. I'm just like, oh, what else could you do? Like for me, it's like if I put my mind to it, what can I do? Like mm-hmm. who knows? Like and that's the thing. Who knows? Yeah. At the end of the day, so try it. If it doesn't work, you try it. Mm-hmm. But then, what if it does blow up? And then you're like, oh man, cool. What's yeah. next? <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, what are you thinking about now? What's the, the new scheme? <laughs> the, the newest scheme right now is it's kind of ridiculous. And uh-huh. I know it might sound random and just, we don't have a Popeye's chicken in Victoria. Uh-huh. And there's like maybe two in the West Coast. And with all this new black business money that they have going out and bursaries and my sister's putting a business plan together for me to open a Popeye's chicken. So <laughs> great. <laughs> so I'm going to try to do that. But on the side of that, I'm trying to buy a block where I can put a barbershop, Popeye's chicken, and a daycare. So uh-huh. if I can get all those in like by the university or something, I don't even know where yet, but if I can get all those together, I have the investors, I have all that. I just have to make the plan and get it all done. Mm-hmm. And then boom, we have a little block and then a start playing Monopoly in real life. Yeah, so let's see, yeah. let's see if you can actually do this. Like, mm-hmm. so that's, that's the new, the new project. Okay. A lot to unpack there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, first, I know. <laughs> when, when did you dream this up or not when, but like, how did, did this occur to you all at once or were you sort of like, well, if I already have a Popeyes, I might as well get a daycare, and I might as well. <laughs> On yes, honestly, that's how it went. It was like, all right, well, I know what the city needs. We uh-huh. need more daycare. So that's just a given. So if you just open one of those, 
the child and the money for childcare over here is stupid. Like you're mm -hmm. paying fourteen hundred per child without a meal. So then, if I can get Popeyes to sponsor the daycare and have healthy options and do all that, like a, a healthier whatever, I have the kitchen. Just put it over there. I got lunch for the kids, and I could do that at a cheaper rate because I got the corporation pay for that. So yeah. I was like, all right, cool, and I could pay the employees way more, and so they can be comfortable. Right. Daycare problem. I don't have to pay for daycare because my child's got daycare, and I'm helping out a couple friends. Yeah. Boom. And then another barbershop would be like a university barbershop where kids can get discounted haircuts instead of the prices that I charge. Uh -huh. Boom. I can teach kids how to cut hair in this little cheaper barbershop over there. Cool. And then I'll have the fried chicken that I love and the rice that I, I we don't have that up here. So, but every time I like, I go to, I used to go to Florida once a year to visit all my family. Mm -hmm. And the first time they took me to, Popeyes in Florida. I was like, what is this heavenly thing? Mm -hmm. And then I was in Dubai and I had it. I'm like, how do you have, but we don't have it here in Victoria, BC. Right. We're doing it. I'm going to do it. So yeah. that's how that just happened one day. Mm. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> naturally, naturally just being like, I, for me, it's always like, if I want it, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's probably like 10 people that want it. Mm -hmm. And if I know 10 people want it, then it's just the one in 10 theory that I live by. One in 10 people want it. And if the numbers support one in 10, then you'll have enough to everyone's good. Uh-huh. So you did not go to business school, right? I did not go to business school. Not at all. So is that, I, how are you sort of interacting with this learning business as you grow and as you're making income and having to figure all this stuff out um honestly it's clients that come in the chair um we just bounce, we literally do after talking to people about all their lives it's like i've always kind of been curious about the business world but i never want to go to business school mm -hmm. i've just always been like hmm and even when i watch commercials everyone's like you don't actually watch commercials i'm like no i watch the marketing behind the commercials like mm -hmm. i want to know who they're trying to attract while we're watching what sport what channel what game i'm like i'm always like behind like oh okay if that's how that's working they're trying to get me to buy this and so i'm just like all right mm -hmm. what can i offer people that they need but they don't need but they want to spend money on because mm -hmm. everybody has a budget for social interactions i'm like all right so what how can i use that to my benefit and i'm just like oh all right food right haircuts mm -hmm. child care Oh, things people need. All right, I could do that. Yeah. And where does this confidence come from? I listen to a lot of Kanye West. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> That's pretty yeah. much that is probably uh I don't know, yeah. I'm I I watched the have you watched the Joe Rogan Kanye thing yet? No, I haven't. Go watch that and just see like I thought I was the only one that ran on these random ass tangents in my brain and I just keep going and I'm like wait Kanye does this mm -hmm. okay hold on maybe I should take advice from a guy that's was 53 million dollars in debt and then is out of debt and has changed the face of Gap and all these random companies that you would never think he would be a part of but he's just like Gap Adidas and his other I didn't even know that he had a clothing company that hired Virgil and Virgil was the head of, and now Virgil's yeah. the head of Louis Vuitton. I don't know all this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah. if you can just put everybody on while you're putting yourself on, why not? Mm -hmm. like, what's the hardest thing? 
and then watching Boondocks, I think. And I've always wanted to be Riley from Boondocks. I was like, fundraiser is like literally how I live my life. Wow. Pretty much. Wow, wow, wow. I wonder, uh, like, how much of that do you think is innate versus, versus like a nurtured quality? I've always been nurtured from a young child just never say no until you try it once Mm -hmm. and then just why not what's what's the harm in just trying like why not some are going to fail some won't but just don't say no and why not and then my other thing is like what if this was a movie what if we're living a movie why don't we just live a movie and what if? So I always live in the what if and it doesn't always work out for me. Mm-hmm. But then like sometimes it does. Yeah. But I would think, uh, I think let's go 50-50. I think half innate, half nurture. Because okay. I, 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 I don't think a lot of people think like me, like just a, the what if, but I know a lot of people do think like me. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know what it is? Our whole family is just like, all right, what can we do? What's next? Because yeah. I have an, my cousin Eddie Beausoleil in, I think he's in Florida right now or New York. Mm-hmm. He started a foam party business that took off. Um, our family's into yachts. So we have a, like a yacht company somewhere. My, Great. Like, uh, you know what? I think it's just in our blood, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like my grandpa brought Bada. Do you remember Bada Shoe Company? I don't know if you might be too young for that. But there's a Bada Shoe Company back in the day. He was the first one to bring it to Jamaica mm-hmm. from Cuba. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, he just built up this little shoe empire, and boom. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. So, like, it's crazy. Like, it's, yeah. I think it's just in, you know what? It might just be an innate thing in my family that has just been in there, passed yeah. down through the blood. So let's go. I'm going to change my answer from before to 70, 30, <laughs> innate, because it's been in our family for so long, and I just forgot about it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Incredible, incredible. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, so in these competitions, or at least one of these competitions, you won an award for artistic freestyle. What does that mean in regards to haircuts? Okay. Artistic freestyle is such a broad spectrum, but Mm -hmm. basically it's, um, etching in a design into hair. But then after I've done a few competitions, artistic freestyle is basically do whatever you want in a full haircut. Mm-hmm. But the whole haircut has to flow and it has to be one and it has to be something that people probably wouldn't see on a regular right. day basis. So for me, every time I've gone, I've, that's the one I've went at most and I don't do it on a regular basis. But artistic freestyle is like you literally do anything. So you just go into it with nothing, no preconceived emotion. Just go and try something. Yeah. And so for me, my best quality is replication art where I can take a picture and put it in. But from memory to do it, I can't, I can't do that. So it's like a rapper when like have written versus just straight freestyle. I'm more of a written artist where I have to see it, then put it out. Um, but then the, I, I guess my favorite award that I've won was my last one that I won in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And that was that was when they kind of we were on TV now and then we were raised all this money and then it was kind of like a bigger and I did a female haircut and I did a feather 
but then I put a little burst fade on one side and then styled the hair curly on top. So it was kind of like a three-piece haircut where you had a fade on one side, design on one side, and also texture on top. So mm-hmm. that's what blew all blew them all away. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is more than just barbering. This yeah. is like an actual artistically put together, a well-thought-out design. Cool. Where, how often do you get to play? Uh, I get to play, like, now I get to play a little more, but it's like, because everyone books online and I don't know who books, yeah. sometimes it's once a day, sometimes it's four times a day, yeah. um, sometimes it's not, but, like, it's random. Like, I had this little boy come in the other day. Um, actually, my last post on Instagram, he's like, his mom was like, all right, I love his haircut, we don't do his hair at all. We want it down in the front with layers, but we want it off to the side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. But they're like, but the back is just doing something weird. So can you figure out the back? <laughs> and then um, he, his soccer team made it to the final. So can you put a PSG symbol in the back of his head and write PSG on it? I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh-huh. But this is the same kid that at, when he was six, he asked to put a dragon in his head. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I put a dragon in this kid's head at six, and he's like, okay, thank you. And he loved it. It didn't yeah. look like a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the head of the dragon was there, but anything else didn't look like a dragon. So we, from then, he's just like, oh, you can do anything. I'm like, you expect me. Oh, my daughter just woke up. No, no, come outside. Yeah, so he let me put on, uh, like, an Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. with a fleur-de-lis, like, you know, the, the New Orleans Saints symbol, yeah. that little, had me put that in, like, the smallest little section underneath the Eiffel Tower okay. and put PSG on the side, and I had to do that in 45 minutes. Wow. I was yeah. like, all right, cool, let's go. And then it came out, and then I did it, I rushed it, I'd even take pictures of the back of his head. Just... <laughs> I'm in an interview. Do you want to come say hi? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where were we? Uh, this freestyle flirt to leave. <laughs> yeah, so then, yeah. So, like, this child, like, and it's blonde hair. So blonde mm-hmm. hair is the hardest to put designs in. So basically for me, in my training for all these events, I'm yeah. always working on blonde hair, soft hair, all this stuff, doing designs. But then in competition, I'm like, all right, give me the Asian guy or give me the girl with the... with the thickest hair so it's all easy to do yeah. so when i go do it in these easy ones i'm like oh this is so much easier than what i'm doing here so oh this is easy so that's why i go and do these and then somehow i win and it's just yeah. like oh so i try it yeah i just try on the hardest stuff and i'm like all right sure i could do it like yeah mm-hmm. sure why not <laughs> awesome yeah okay cacao now it's time for the seedling round where okay. short questions lead to tasty answers oh i like it thank you uh, what's your relationship to fear? Um, I embrace it. Mm-hmm. This so doesn't, if, yeah, go ahead. So if, if I'm scared of something or it's like fearful to me, mm-hmm. I want to know why I'm scared of it. So I'm going to go try it. Mm-hmm. Except scary movies and all that. I don't, I don't pay to scare myself, but. <laughs> yes, I'm right there with you. <laughs> like, it, it don't make no sense. Like, why would you, why are you trying to scare yourself? Right. But like a fear of trying something new I don't have mm. but mm-hmm. um like I fear God so like 
he's pretty much the only one who's like, yo, all right, I ain't gonna mess up with him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stay good that way. But yeah, no fear, fear I embrace. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna watch uh, Bad Hair by Justin Simeon? Bad Hair. Which one's that one? Yeah, I think it just came out. Like just just came out, but it's sort of a thriller where it's like a woman's weave. I think it's on Hulu. A woman's yeah. weave like comes alive and is like terrorizing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, watch, I'll, I'll watch that one. I'll watch that one. That one might make me laugh. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be funny. It's the same. Yeah, yeah Justin Simeon made Dear White People. I'm pretty sure. So. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I love Dear White People. Perfect. Yeah, I'll watch. It. Okay, I'll be good. I'll wow. be good though. Justin Simeon, you should sponsor me. <laughs> uh, sponsor the girl. She, she knows too much. <laughs> uh, how do you measure time? Time? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. How much can you get done in a second? Um, I, like, I don't know. You have, say you have 30 seconds to do something. Right. You get a lot done in 30 seconds. Yeah. But then what if you have a half hour to do the same thing? Or if you have an hour, so I don't know. Time? Oh, <laughs> shit! I've never been asked what's. How do I? How do I measure time? Yeah. Shit. By the second, I guess. I, yeah, I, I really enjoy every second of life. So mm-hmm. I don't plan too far ahead. Like I'm not really good at that. So even for work, I have a schedule, but like, I don't look at that schedule until like the person's about to come in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> oh, she's dancing. Oh, you ready to dance? Oh, I can dance too. <laughs> There's this Russian song that she loves. It's called uh-huh. Lighter on YouTube. It's these kids just going crazy. Wow. She loves it. I don't know what song. I don't know how she found it, but <laughs> yo, the YouTube algorithm for children is very strange. It's wild. It's wild. I don't know if you've ever just played on YouTube and gone into the kids section and just played with it. The commercials. Oh man, the commercials they put in there. Oh, unfiltered. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. I love it. I love. I love the algorithms. I'm very interested to see who's making and like the way AI is playing into algorithms for life now. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. We're almost at iRobot. We're almost there. We're almost I need Will Smith there. to come say my we're, uh, we're almost. Mm-hmm. I was recently um, going through a list of Disney original movies. Uh, yeah. Because I had this weird, like, I was having these sort of, like, patchy memories of something. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, and I knew it was Disney, but I didn't know anything else about it. And I figured out it was, like, it's called Pixel Perfect. And it's basically about this hologram that some kid creates. And then yeah. they have this whole argument about like whether or not she's an autonomous being and whether or not someone else can own her etc cetera, etc cetera. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm thinking about it and i was like wow when the like robot civil rights movement is happening they're gonna like look to this movie as like yeah. the first evidence of their sentience and like all this stuff yeah like we're 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 building we're almost there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they can't cut hair though so <laughs> Wasn't there an interview that you did about that where someone was like, asked you about robots or like the... Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing you can, you can almost get away with a lot of things, but the contour of a head changes per person. So Mm -hmm. no robot can, can choose the depth of the contour of a head. 
so they can cut it, but it won't be perfect. Mm -hmm. So a barber technically will never be replaced. Like a barber has been around since Egyptian times, way back in the day. Like the pharaohs used to use, so the pharaohs barber was the one that did their makeup, their hair, the bloodletting. So that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. So now when you see a barber, it's just a passed down tradition from centuries. So this is beautiful. We ain't going nowhere. Wow. What, uh, what do you think about podcast hosts in terms of, uh, is that robotable? Podcast? No, you can't. You, human connection can never be replicated. Mm. So it's, Great. You, you good. I you ain't going love nowhere. To love to hear it. But you want to know a funny thing? Go on. I, this is my first podcast I've ever, like, okay, no, last night I had to, because I, I wanted to be a little bit prepared. Uh-huh. Last night watching Kanye thing was my first podcast I've ever listened to. Okay, and, and you is, loved it. I loved it. So I'm like, oh, this is a podcast? So I didn't know there was a video to a podcast. So I was just listening, and then my friend was like, you know, there's a video with it, right? I was like, what? <laughs> so I watched the video. I didn't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know these things. But yeah, podcasts are cool. Keep doing yeah. it. I like them. And so, oh, and I forgot to say, go Pittsburgh Steelers. I noticed oh. you were in Philly. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so. Thanks. I don't, I don't care per se, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, just so you know, we beat you. Like, so I know if you have any Philadelphia fans. Go on. Yeah, just let them know that Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> are well, and they're at 6-0, so I just want to rub Great. that in their faces. Cool. I'll just cut all of this out. <laughs> um, okay. Cacao. Thus ends the seedling round. Okay. All right. Um, what is, I like to end on two things. Okay, what yeah. is your greatest ambition? My latest ambition? Greatest. All my time. Greatest, my greatest ambition? Yeah. In life? Yes. Oh, it's for my daughter. Like my greatest ambition in life is for my daughter to never to know what racism is. Mm. If she can live a life without racism, no nothing cool mm-hmm. we've we've done it but yeah that's that's the goal is to make her know nothing about color no nothing you were just a woman that is here go yeah. i want just just have an easy ass life no stress yeah. no worries just hope you can mm-hmm. hope for that but we'll see well if it makes you feel any better i sort of grew up that way where i'm always Beautiful. saying that uh well my parents are jamaican and then we moved to america so yeah. For them, like race wasn't really anything because everyone is yeah. just like black <laughs> well, or Chinese. I, that's the thing. We're island people. My mom's born in Jamaica. Yeah. But my mom's a crazy mix. So she's half Cuban, half Chinese Jamaican. Uh-huh. And then my dad is St. Lucian, but he's like Colombian, Trinidadian, black and like so he I'm not even I don't even know what I am. I gotta do with the ancestry thing, but yeah, yeah it's a crazy, crazy mix. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing, island people we don't see race. Yeah. It's not or at a, least we don't like grow up under constructs of race equaling something. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So now it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm yeah. kind of I don't know, it's weird. The world's in a weird place right now. Super strange. Um very strange indeed. But it is definitely possible for race and even like uh, gender uh, to like not really be important. Like, it's not important. It really isn't important. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely grew up without like feeling defined by either of those things. So, right. Like I never, I never knew what gender was. I had to learn what gender actually meant. Mm-hmm. 
gender isn't the sex that you are it's what you choose to be i don't th i thought i was a, a what is it a male i thought i was a male but i'm not i'm a cis male now uh -huh. by definition I'm, but i'm just learning all this because there's the lgbt community is massive yeah. so i'm like i don't want to offend nobody but like i do i don't teach me i don't know none of this yeah and it's crazy how deep that goes now and in school at least they're teaching that there you can be 60 identify as 61 different things mm. 61 so, i didn't know 61, that like oh yeah it, it goes like you can um so it's crazy it's oh i crazy. see the permutations yeah okay, yeah like uh, it goes so deep i'm like oh all right yeah i thought i was just a guy i thought <laughs> if you, uh gender assignments i never knew that was a thing mm -hmm. gender like so gender reveals are almost gender assignments nowadays can be considered gender assignment right i never knew that i got my eyes open to that i'm like well shit all right never mind yeah so it's crazy it's crazy yeah absolutely and the last thing i like to ask is what is the question of the week the question of the week yes that i have to ask somebody um that you just you know the the salient question of the week what's going to be on your mind what do you want to be on my listeners minds no. Ooh, ooh. um ooh. what can i ask somebody what can you do to change the world okay what can you do to change the world yeah if if everybody did something to change the world what would you do Mm -hmm. And let's see, imagine, imagine if, in this what if world, right. 7 million people were like, you know what, let's live as one world instead of one country or one block or one whatever it is. Yeah. Why don't we just live as one world? Let's see, if, let's try it this way for once and just see what happens. Yeah. We might <laughs> not have money anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like this, I've been thinking this, about that a lot. This, this sort of this, like cryptocurrency thing now is like okay what is the value of a dollar anymore is there actual any value to a dollar because with the whole covid thing we were just print like canada they were printing out money and just be like all right we need 70 billion yeah. everybody's getting two grand a month mm -hmm. they just did that and it's like where did the money come from like are we just printing money i was watching so that's the thing for me is like what is the actual value of a dollar yeah. Who knows? Like, mm -hmm. it's always changing. So I'm like, well, does money even exist? Right. So I'm I'm there right now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> is money even real? Like, how can they just how like? So are you trading goods for services now, or like what it used uh -huh. to be, or are we just saying, I got ten dollars, your burger now cost eleven, so go find another dollar? Like, all right, cool. Right. I probably got one on the couch somewhere, but like, where, I don't know. The value of a dollar is gone. Yeah. Like. <laughs> okay, so where can the people connect with you online? Online, all right. You can find me at Maurice St. Rose on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram, I am Mo Cuts. Mm -hmm. Oh, and there's a couple Mo Cuts out there. So I'm just M-O-C-U-T-Z. I'm the original. There's no other. <laughs> I don't got any undercaps, no nothing. Right. It's just mo cuts. But it's crazy. I just there's another. There's a third mo cuts now. So I oh. usually follow the hashtag mo cuts. Mm -hmm. And then there's a mo cuts eighty five and all that's on there. And then there's another mo cuts that has a supply. Try find that mo cuts. The mo cuts supply. 
I want to know more about him, but he's in Florida. And he, his, like his, the way he cuts hair, stupid, unreal. Wow. Way better than me. Way, way, way better than me. But like, but he's M O underscore cuts. Same C U T Z. All right. But yeah, he's, I like, I like following him. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then where else can you find me? Um, on Twitter, I don't really use Twitter. I just have Twitter, but Twitter, I'm three, Lil, L I L Momo three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can hop on my Spotify if you need any playlists. I'm on Mo Cuts on Spotify. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I got Mo Cuts on uh, Tidal. I don't know if you can do anything on Tidal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a YouTube channel because I don't got time to video. I don't know right. about that. Right. Um, what what else? What else is social? LinkedIn. I'm under Maurice St. Rose. I don't know. Okay. Great. Yeah, it's it's um, either Mo Cuts or Maurice St. Rose. Great. Yeah, nope, that's the end of the episode. Thanks for okay, being perfect. on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. How's um, it going? Is Are you killing it? Like, I've, I'm going to go listen it? to your podcast. Yeah. Yes, I am killing it. Thank you for asking. Beautiful. I just surpassed uh, a thousand downloads, maybe like a Beautiful. couple weeks on what, ago. What, what, are, what are you on? I am available on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music or whatever it's called, iTunes. Yeah. I could, whatever the whatever. Apple World. Yes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, probably some other ones. Okay, um, let me let me go. Hold on. Like, where is? Okay, I'm gonna find you, but I'm great. gonna find it on. You're on Spotify. Yes. Okay. Okay. Follow. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. I am now. I am now following, and we'll keep up with this. Oh, you, you have some done. Like, you've been doing this for a while. Oh, yes. I've been, I made a decision that I would put out one episode every week for 52 weeks unless I die or was in a coma. That's what I'm talking about. Why not? Why not? Also, like, there's no time for me to get in my head and sort of be like, oh, I can't put this episode out or it's kind of bad. It's like, no. No, <laughs> this is what it is. This, is. this is what it is. I can't control this. This is just what right. it is. Right. Beautiful. Right. Beautiful. So, yes. Please do continue to follow my story. I'm growing. Oh, are you a Wednesday drop? You're a I'm a Wednesday drop. drop. Oh, nice. But Before the albums. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if that's a good day of week to drop, but I'm also like, it doesn't matter because everyone's in a pandemic, so. Like, it don't matter. <laughs> like, it, yeah. Wednesday is a great day because I'm off, so thank you. Yay. Are, are, are you Wednesday morning or are you Wednesday night? Like, I, like, are these albums coming up Friday or Thursday? It's. I don't know coming out it's it's wednesday morning so you would like wake up and it will be there okay so are you like technically tuesday midnight it drops and then all of a sudden it's wednesday morning yeah i'm like a wednesday at 3 a.m is that's my sweet spot okay perfect perfect (laughs) yeah okay so this is awesome awesome thank you so much no problem yeah i hope you have a good rest of your day and week even. Oh, we're we're taking family photos next. That's what's next. Oh, that's so exciting! So at uh, pretty soon here, I have to go get her ready. Mm-hmm. Then we go do our matching family fall photos. You know, you know how we do. Hey, thank you for listening to my episode with Marie Saint Rose. Here are my favorite takeaways: find your income formula. How much of X do you need to produce or consult on, etc., in order to live? comfortably. Two is develop business with the community in mind. 
Three is to ask yourself, what if? Don't be afraid to try an idea because you never know what can come of it and you never know if it's secretly very easy. <laughs> or maybe that's just Maurice's life. Definitely ask yourself, what if? So if you liked this, do the things. Please subscribe. Please share with your friends. Please rate and review. Give me those five stars. Thanks. I'll see you in the next one. Or I guess you'll hear me in the next one. I I don't necessarily like that I say I'll see you in the next one, but if you like it, you can let me know. <laughs>